We just make music in a bedroom together. We still do that, and they let us do that. And I, I just, um, this is to all of the kids who are making music in their bedroom today. You're gonna get one of these. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Season two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, Lewis. Y'all ready? Just musically Yo, speaking. Yo, Pedro. What's good? Check. I let the music talk to ya Like Lou and P Pedro got that vision so your mind can see Lewis got them ideas, let them out me free We got the whole industry speaking musically Season 2, every episode it's is popping with facts You can get behind the scenes of the acts and tracks All the drama in between, work it out and relax Talk about the real shit and the wax contracts So turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats It's musically speaking Pedro, Lewis and me Turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats It's musically speaking Pedro, Lewis and me, let's get it Ha-ha, <laughs> let's go <laughs> Start the show <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how I bless you Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast My name is Lewis And my name is Pedro And we're back Yeah, we are here to do a quick kind of a shotgun synopsis of, of the 62nd Grammy Awards, which just happened And I was, I was I guess let's talk first of all your first impressions of of the of the broadcast. What were your first impressions of kind of the overall show? Overall, I mean there was really a somber kind of mood around it. Unfortunately, the day of the Grammys on Sunday, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gia and a couple of other folks unfortunately passed away in a tragic accident, helicopter crash in LA on Sunday morning. So that kind of really set a somber mood to to the Grammys overall. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One, not only was the accident really close to the event, but for someone like Kobe Bryant, who has such a large impact globally, even though he's a sports figure, he's, he's also an Oscar winner and has done a lot in, in for just overall global knowledge of the sport of basketball. It really got to a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, and not only that, I mean, they're 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 celebrating the Grammys in the Staples Center, which is basically the house that's Kobe's house. Right. He played in L.A. all his life. He just recently retired, and he has very close ties to the L.A. area. So it was it was just a moment where it was one of those things where you kind of had to carry on a little bit, and it was very last minute. So people were still kind of with the shock. They got the news. They were getting ready to go to the show and then this happens, right? Yeah, yeah. But overall, I think production-wise, if you take away that aspect of the show, I think it was very well produced, one of the better produced Grammy shows that I've seen, even though I felt it was long. They really moved things along at a pace that I felt was uh, pretty good. I mean, I thought it was like, yeah. Where's, what's going on here? But it moved along well. The sets were really nice. The performances and everything kind of grooved along well. Yep. And I, I felt it was well produced. And Alicia Keys, again, did a incredible job. And I've even heard calls that let's have Alicia Keys be the permanent host of the Grammys. She's that good. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, Alicia Keys had a very difficult task to stick to the script and then deal with what is Kobe Bryant passing and addressing that and they had to probably do some quick things last minute to make it work hence the kind of boys to men quick duo there yep so they're really cool yeah they they needed to do they needed to do something you couldn't just not address it and ignore it and i also think that this sounds kind of weird but having kobe bryant being such a big draw in terms of what was going on in that place 
because he obviously played there. He, his numbers are retired there. It took away from some of the other drama that could have been a bit of a elephant in the room with the former CEO being kind of uh, unceremoniously kicked out. Absolutely. So that wasn't addressed explicitly, but I think Alicia Key said it best when she was like, what a hell of a week. I mean, you're talking about CEO getting kicked out, Kobe Bryant, a uh, tragic helicopter accident, the president of the United States in the middle of an impeachment trial, which never happens pretty much. Crazy week. Yeah, and, and she was right to say, you know, I think the one thing that just kind of brings everything together is music, and that and that's the vehicle by which uh, the Grammys forged ahead. And I think that that's another good thing to really focus on is that these are performers. This is the creme de la creme. They went out there and did their best. And I think we saw really good performances, in my opinion, better than usual, because they were rising to the occasion. Oh, absolutely. And you could feel it. You could feel it. You could feel that energy in the building and through the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, I think we're going to go over some performances that we liked or that we felt were pretty top notch. And of course, some of the winners here. I mean, Lizzo opened up the show. I think she did a great job kind of setting the stage for what was uh, the rest of the evening. Yeah. Great, great energy dancing her ass off. You know, she, she did a great job and did a little bit of flute playing, which is really cool. She didn't disappoint. And I love that diversity of her dancers in terms of, you know, shapes and sizes. Great messaging. Just great show overall. Yeah, and, and just great positivity overall. She did come home with a few Grammy Awards, didn't win any of the big four, but she did win a few, which I think is important to at least highlight. Yeah, I think she did. She won one that was, was televised, which I think was pop pop vocal album. That that was something to, to behold as well. I was not a big fan of the Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani song or the Jonas Brothers performance. I thought that those were kind of on the weaker side of what uh, of, of the of the show yeah interesting yeah and there, there's been talk too i think nick jonas has something in his teeth or some some uh maybe salad or something like that they will make a big deal out of that on on instagram That's yeah yeah they, a little funny and he, and he did admit to it so he must have been uh you know chewing on some broccoli or something <laughs> and uh, they were like you gotta go on stage buddy and it got a little weird there i think the first really top-notch performance was tyler the creator i was a little confused by it because i'm not a fan and i haven't been able to really listen in but he put on a show. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. And he ended it with a bang. I and mean, he's he's one of those artists that doesn't get a lot of respect in the game, especially in hip-hop. So for him to take home the hip-hop album award was feat in itself for him. You know, so he was very humbled by that. Uh, you know, there's even tweets far back as two or three years ago where he predicted that he would win a Grammy at some point. So, you know, you, you speak it into existence and it happens. So he, he's put in a lot of work, you know, and, and he's had a lot of haters. I also am not a fan of, I, I can't even name one of his songs. I'm not a fan of his music or even, you know, he, he has that, like that Kanye type of swag uh, to him that I think turns off a lot of people. Congrats to him for, you know, finally breaking through that big challenge and getting that Grammy. Yeah, I mean, he has a very unique style to his own, and he's worked on kind of creating a persona, you know, Tyler, the creator. He's he's worked on that. He's been through several stages in his career where he's trying to figure out who he belongs and who he is. And I think he's found his niche. He's found his place. He's bending the genre. He's doing a lot of work, and he's advocating for music in general. He's saying, I'm not doing black music. I'm not doing white music. It's almost like the reverse Eminem, you know? He's trying to say that just because I look a certain way and I'm doing this kind of work, it appeals to everyone. And it's, it's, I think it's a, a good way to go. It's a new generation. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And talking about, you know, crossing generations, uh, I think Usher did a stand-up job uh, on that tribute to Prince. Wow. I mean, his vocals were like on point. That was a, a great tribute. I thought it was a little funky. Prince passed away a few years ago, so it was obviously a shameless plug for his uh, tribute show that they're going to be airing later on uh, on CBS. Okay. So it was pretty obvious that that was kind of the idea behind it. Nonetheless, I like the fact that it wasn't a, a hokey tribute with a bunch of different artists trying to insert their, their style. It was, you know, Usher just kind of doing his thing and and, and there was a little controversy there because there was another performer that could sing that was doing some dancing and they most folks were under the impression that she was going to be able to participate in the tribute as a vocalist and that didn't happen but how, who, who was that fka twigs ah okay the person that was dancing on the pole there the, the, ah okay okay i got gotcha. you yeah so they're, they're a vocal they're vocalists as well so folks were wondering well why isn't she involved and uh, there was there was some Many controversy about that there. Sheila E. That's always great. And I did see some folks from the Powered MPG. New Power Generation. In the background there. I thought it was good. Well done. Good, good. Uh, kudos to Usher there. Yep. What'd you think of Camila Cabello? She had me crying on my couch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she... I, I, I don't know. It's left me speechless. I, the song is amazing. The song is just beautifully well-written. She nailed it. Under that circumstance, I would, I would be just crumbling... I wouldn't even be able to get halfway through that song, you know, and she's singing for her father in front of her father. What a touching song. It's called First Man on her current album. I was blown away by her performance. Again, when you're on the Grammys, you are singing live. There's no hiding. You're, you're, you, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, we'll know it. And she has it, you know, vocally, she, she is, she is dope. Great performance. I agree. I thought it was a really good performance. There's not many songs out there that really highlight fatherhood in a way that motherhood does. So it's always good to have a, a cool song about how cool you are as a dad. We, we not, not, men, not, not, a, not a gazillion of those songs out there. It's usually the opposite. My dad sucked kind of music. So <laughs> I hear you. It, it's good to see that. I, 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 I was telling my wife that I would have felt weird if I was in that position because uh, I'm relatively healthy. I feel pretty good. Uh, you're not getting married. Uh, to have a song sung like that to you, I would be in, in, in an emotional wreck. So I don't know how I would feel in that circumstance. Yeah. I mean, which the father was. I mean, he was he was balling sitting down there. Yeah. So I think my wife said the same thing. She was like, well, I don't, I don't get it. You know, isn't he supposed to be dead or something? Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got know, mad. I was like, "What do you mean? Why he has to be dead to get a song? We're, we're fathers." But uh, it's all good. But that's a, that's the thing. I, I think that that's what we've conditioned to feel like. Yeah, you know the 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 role of kind of fatherhood is like just do the work. They'll thank you when you're dead, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Damn. So it, it's it's good to hear it. I, I thought that was very well done, and and it was a good transition to another song that was quite powerful, which was Tanya Tucker singing Bring My Flowers Now with Brandy Carlisle doing the piano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great song. Uh, finally, Tanya Tucker gets her, her Grammy after being in the business for 50 years. 50 years, yeah. Saw that. So uh, that was good. I like to see that. Ariana Grande shut out again yeah. uh, from, from awards. Pretty good performance. Bad luck. Uh, bad timing. I mean, you're talking about some big powerhouse people this year. Yep. Kind of overtaking the Grammys. 
Well, going back to Ariana, she ended, I don't know if this, this is significant or not, but she ended the show while she gets back on the bed. She takes off a ring and puts it back in the box. So I don't know if that has any significance, but I found that a little, little, little weird. Yeah, I don't know if that was showmanship or I mean, uh, for the for those big Ariana Grande fans that are listening, I know you're paying attention. Tell us what that means, if it means anything. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was very symbolic in some way. And the way she acted after she, that performance was done definitely seemed like there was something there extra to that. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was a good performance. I feel bad that she got shut out, but she should continue, you know, that she should continue to just keep doing what she's doing. She's very consistent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think she should have walked home with Album of the Year. And I think even Billie Eilish even mentioned that uh, as part of her uh, as part of her speech. I mean, you're talking about Billie, who's 18 years old at this point, doing a work that's strictly passion and being bombarded with all this Grammy love. It's it's a, it could be overwhelming. Yeah. And you could see it. But yeah, it also yeah. it shows how genuine she is and how much she just did this passion project. But it's a that that was that was huge. I mean, speaking of Billie Eilish, she performs uh When the Party's Over, one of my favorites from that album. And it, there's another song that she does in there. I think it's called I Love You, very similar in terms of tone and, and feel. It, you know, she that, that album is the complete package. I mean, it gives you a little bit of everything. She really surprised me when I heard the album. I was not upset that she won all the awards. I just felt that I would have spread the love a little bit if I was a voter. Well, well, let, let's let's talk let's talk about Billie Eilish because because I mean, obviously, she swept the night, right? She she basically grabbed all four of the of the big four awards along with uh, there was one additional I think it was pot, I can't remember what it was, but there was one additional one that she got. So she obviously song of the year, record of the year, album of the year and best new artist and there was one more. So she walked away with five Grammys. Huge for an 18-year-old. Huge for someone new. And I think she broke the record as the youngest um to ever win five or more Grammys. And I may be wrong, so I think that's what I heard. But nonetheless, it was monumental for her. It was a big moment. Now, you know, like you said, you know, what what did that mean? That shut out Lizzo, that shut out Ariana Grande, who both who were two favorites to take home an award. So the question now becomes, well, you know, was, was this the right choice for voters? Eh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm not a huge Billie Eilish fan. You know, I, I've heard the whole entire album, maybe one or two songs that I like, but that's just my taste. But, you know, I listened to an Ariana Grande record, you know, and she had bonafide hits off that record. You know, I think Billie Eilish has maybe one or close to hits off her album. And, you know, Lizzo, the same thing. Lizzo's had two monumental hits off of her uh, a recent record. So I don't know. It just seemed the voting seemed a little skewed to me. You know, towards Billy Otters, towards you know the new the new blood. So I don't know. I mean, well, how do you feel about it? Yeah, you know that that's something that's been said a lot uh, in in circles is that the the Grammys is leaning towards kind of new blood. They're they're trying to, I guess, take on this new sound and this new feel, and they're trying to get away from all these uh, kind of surprise wins or folks who are like, well that was a great pop record. It's going to win like these automatic wins. Right. And it could just be how people felt sonically about the album. I could understand how people would really feel that the Billie Eilish sound felt a certain way. And you can kind of gravitate towards that. It's an album that you kind of just listen to and really feel with, as opposed to a, a, a very polished pop album. Right. That you, you kind of just play and you feel 
great for a minute. So I don't know. I mean, I think that it's this. I, I, I don't feel bad that she won. Let's put it that way. Okay. And, you know, Billie Eilish is the only uh, person to win the four awards. It's very hard to win Best New Artist and then sweep all the other categories. Christopher Cross did it in 1981 with a Yacht Rock album. So I don't know how that happened. But I think that this is a good start to what would be Billie Eilish's career. And I think she can if she continues on, on that path, she should be just fine. She reminds me a lot of what Adele was able to accomplish to win the big three twice. Only right. Pers- only person to ever do that. And some albums just take over i mean uh bruno mars did it a few years ago it's like there's just some albums that are so immense that the voters can't get away from it this is my biggest takeaway from her win phineas took the stage along with her you know to 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 accept the grammy and he said something very powerful he said this is for all kids who are making music in their bedroom today you're gonna get one of these and that spoke to me directly because they're there. This, for those who don't know, that entire album was recorded in their bedroom, in their home, right? When you when compare, when you're looking at Ariana Grande's or the Lizzo's of the world, you're talking about you know multi-million dollar studios with access to platinum engineers and producers and mixers. These two made a Grammy award-winning album in their bedroom. And again, that speaks to the change in music, how music now, and, and, and I think fans are embracing the authenticity of artists now who are making music because they love to make music, right? It's, it's, not, it's not business first for them. It's the passion and love of music first. And if it's successful, then, you know, the fruits of their labor would rain upon them. So it's, that's on a real churchy right there. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, uh, it, it's, it was amazing to hear, and, and it kind of solidified um, how I feel about what, what I do every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows that you can have passion for something and get success without having to go through avenues that seem traditional. I mean, this, this, this is for podcasting. This is for radio. This is for anybody in the entertainment business. You're a DJ, whatever it is. You don't need to have super humongous connections. You need to have you need to have passion. You need to have a little bit of money, and you need to have dedication and talent. And talent, and talent. Yep. yeah, of course. Yep. I mean, you can't <laughs> obviously you can't go do a podcast and not know your stuff, right? So yeah, exactly. I think that that's kind of how I felt about it, and I think the story of the Billie Eilish album probably carried it to those wins. Yeah, because probably. probably. When you, yeah, because you can listen to an album and you say, well, I already got a grind. I got all this help. But look how this album sounds. Mm. And you can see these people having conversations with each other about that, right? Yeah. So, and it's just a, an, an immense testament to what you can accomplish if if you're comfortable. Because that's when said that. He's like, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. And he said in an interview, I'm, I was comfortable in my own room. I couldn't leave my comfort zone to create good music. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think you're referring to, there's a great documentary on YouTube uh, called Spaces. Um, so look that up. Well, we'll, we'll link it on our show notes, but it's called Spaces. And as Finney is kind of talking about uh, the process of creating that album and how, you know, he did it right there in his bedroom and she sat down in the corner of the bed with her legs crossed and sang every every vocal to every song on that album. It's just, it's an amazing story and it, it just it, it just inspires you. 
Most, most definitely. And again, huge kudos to Billie Eilish sweeping all those awards. The the, the pressure is on, but I think she's gonna be just fine. Yeah, just, I agree. She she has a really good attitude about her. I mean, wise beyond her years. I mean, these they they know what they're doing. And I think that there was something that she said that I found very interesting. She said, "I know I'm big right now. I know I'm hot right now." I don't want to collaborate with anybody. I'm going to kind of keep doing my own thing for a little while until I feel like I'm ready to spread nope. my wings. So she said nope. so. And they got the right formula. So they're, kudos to them. Go for it. I, I want to make sure that I point out two performances that I thought were incredible. They were later on in the broadcast. Of course, her, just a complete badass of a performance, playing piano, singing, guitar, great stuff. Uh, kudos to her. And Gary Clark junior with my probably my favorite song of all the performances with this land such a big performance grammy winning song so those those were the big big ones for me yep on the other side of that spectrum one of the big disappointments for me was the performance of aerosmith and run dmc i just thought it fell so flat and i think a lot of it had to do with sound a lot of it had to do with i mean you couldn't hear run dmc at all in terms of their vocals and it just seemed unorganized uh tyler was all over the place i don't know it, it just felt so disjointed and and weird for me and i was i was looking forward to that performance you know that that's a classic song and it just felt so flat for me yeah i, I feel like this is a, a past their prime performance and it's really sad to see something like that i've seen folks but they're you know, too old <laughs> i don't know no it's not that they're too old you could be past your prime and be young but they're not they're not they're not ready for prime time anymore. I mean, I, I just I I've seen Paul McCartney perform and still be incredible. You know, mm. Elton John performing incredible. Yeah. I mean, I I just you know it could be sound, it could be them just being a little all over the place. It could be the moment. Maybe they felt like they needed to take it up a notch because of the situation. But it was definitely out of place, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't wait for it to be over. And then it gets, <laughs> and, then, and then it gets followed up by Lil Nas X doing kind of a ridiculously crazy version of Old Town Road and Rodeo, where the whole world shows up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I could not understand BTS's role there or what what I I, I didn't get it. I mean, I other than them looking looking, you know, pretty six guys. I, I don't know what they brought that that was amazing to to the performance i mean they're you know bts is more known for energy and dancing and routines i i didn't i didn't get that that part of it yeah it just sounded like an excuse to get bts on the show so people would watch yeah and and get some social media buzz it definitely felt like it was just like let's throw these guys in there give them give people a reason to watch <laughs> watch the show it, it, it didn't make any sense to me uh demi lovato New song. Oh, that was that had me. I had my hairs up uh, on my on my arms. It was crazy. And uh, just full disclosure, I've had a humongous crush on Demi Lovato for many years. So <laughs> to to see her come back, and you know, I was I've been rooting for her, hoping that she gets it together. And you know, when you get a second chance, you gotta take full advantage of it. And she seems oh, like yeah. she's on her way. And and talking about second chances, I don't know if you noticed, she started off the song. And kind of choked up and had to restart, um, which which I which I you can just tell that that moment alone was beautiful. You know, she was already emotionally attached, and she belted that song. And from a singer perspective, she hit two 
modulations towards the end of the song. Her vocal range is 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 bananas, bro. It, it, and I know that's more technical talk, but she, her range is, and she showed it in this song live. Her range is bananas. Yeah, there, there's no doubt of her vocal ability and just her to be able to take any song. It reminds me a lot of Mariah Carey. You know, you could take anything and just Demi Lovato will sing the heck out of it. Uh, just kudos to her. I thought that was yeah, just... Yeah, wish very, her well, yeah. Yeah, very well done. And I, I wish that that single is, is extremely successful. Kudos to that. I, I just want to give a couple of shout outs to some winners that, that did win awards. They weren't exactly televised. Uh, Lil Nas X winning uh, a few awards. Nipsey Hussle posthumously winning a few awards uh, is always cool. Meek Mill winning uh, some awards for his current work in, the, in, in hip-hop for championships. So I thought that that was good. I think they need to at least attempt to recognize hip-hop a little bit more on two categories they gave out awards to live. Last thing that I'll mention is I think that they should at least attempt either to stream or to have a special broadcast where it doesn't have to be during the main show, but maybe during the night before or whenever they're going to do their other awards where people get to make their speeches and they win all those other awards, yep. that, they, that they televise it in some sort of way or they stream it so you can watch it. I mean, you know, people who are into rock music, people who are into traditional or country or some of this other stuff, they made some pretty good speeches and nobody knows about them. Mm. You know, Nipsey Hussle's family had a wonderful speech when they won uh, previously and not on, on during the telecast, nobody knows. Yeah, good point. Good point. So I, I would like to see that. Overall, uh, out of four mics, Lewis, what, what what would you give this this show? I'd give it three and a half. I, I think it was good. I think it was at a fast pace. The performances were stellar. You know, I think it, it went pretty quickly. I mean, of course, you're going to get more performance than awards. You know, that's what the Grammy is about. You know, what we didn't talk about real quick, I'm sorry, is, is Rosalia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, who performed, you know, her getting in front of an American audience, I think, was key for her and kind of getting, you know, branding herself to a whole new market. In terms of her performance, eh, I don't don't know that it did that well. It was very hard to understand her. Again, I think that was part of the production. There was a lot of auto-tune on her vocal. From what I heard, couldn't understand what she was saying. So that's the only kind of takeaway from that. But other than her performance... Visual, um, she did uh, a tribute to flamenco, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, she, and she looks amazing. So, I think, you know, overall, I think, I think she reached her goal of getting in front of a new audience and and you know, creating a name for herself. Uh, I just want to make sure we didn't go out without mentioning her. No, no, you're right. I think that uh, the, the Grammys does has been at least attempting to get uh, at least one Latino or Latina in there, kind of just showing to represent. They did that very well with Camila Cabello last year. But I felt that this was a moment where Rosalia could have benefited from doing one of the songs that she has collaborated with someone with. Just get somebody yeah, like, in there. Like Maluma or something like that? Yeah, just having kind of a, a nice fun party moment. We didn't get to see that much yeah. in this show. I don't know if it was by design or maybe they kind of changed a few things around due to the the environment with Kobe and et cetera. But I feel like Latin flavor, party jam, get everybody moving was missing. Yeah, agreed. So uh, overall, I agree with you. Three and a half mics for me on this uh, this Grammys. And 
again, congratulations to every single person, top to bottom, who won a Grammy Award. And I'm talking about even those folks in the booth, engineers, everybody. Well-deserved. And don't forget to subscribe, like, check us out on the website, musicallyspeakingpodcast.com, and check you out next time. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.